You are now entering the Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. Building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuting my pain in the cunts in the rain. Found out I was working and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. I'm your host, Ariana, the quantum healers in the building. All right, you guys, I got a special, special uh, episode for you guys today. But before we jump into that, I just want to say thank you to those of you who are listening to the podcast. You are sharing me out. You are doing your diligence um, for us to just be able to get shit done and bring you phenomenal topics and from phenomenal people living their lives and just being game changers out here. Um, I cannot even tell you the just in awe that I am sometimes in everything that we do, um, every conversation that I have with people. It is just one of these things that's like, whoa, I, I just, man, I'm in awe. So we we just hit the one year um, recently. 320 was uh, our, our one year um, bringing you some real ass spiritual conversations. And I just want to say thank you to those of you who have been listening, who have brought your friends and family to watch and to listen and that are putting in the work to change your lives. Um, So let's get into it. I have a beautiful guest for you guys today. Uh, Natasha Riley is her name. We're going to get into sex therapy. So let's get into it, y'all. All right. So we are going to just jump into it this morning. I have a special guest for you guys. You guys are going to love it. Natasha Riley, who is a sex therapist. I'm going to let you introduce yourself before we even oh. jump into it. Cause I know right now everybody's like, Oh shit. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me, Ariana. I am, yes, I am a licensed sex therapist. I work my private practice um, out of the state of Georgia. I am also a certified sex and intimacy coach. I am also a certified sex doula. There are some other things that I do and I'm going to find a way to tie it up in a bow with one title one day. But those are the three that I usually lead with. <laughs> Don't you just love that though? <laughs> it's like, just I like... a list. At, yeah. You want to go to page 20 and there's... <laughs> Page 20 of all do you want to know that all that I do or do you want to know like the main content that I do which which one because I do a lot right there's a lot of stuff that falls into this yes. I absolutely love it I, I I loved when I clicked on because you have your own podcast also I do yeah I absolutely loved it I got to listen to a few episodes and then um, I was like okay so let's because you know I am an advocate on sex mm-hmm. okay I'm a very sensual being in this life. Mm-hmm. And so I tell people all the time, sex matters. Okay. It does. Where, but language, you got to understand. And, I, and I, I don't have formal training, but some of the things I understand uh, is about that you have to understand your partner's sex language. Like yes. there's love language, but there's sex language. 
Yes, very <laughs> much so. And also recognizing that sex doesn't start in the bedroom. Sex starts the minute you wake up and you start your day. And so when a lot of people come to me, it's usually because the sex has stunted or it's not satisfactory, but it's like, okay, but we have to rewind because what are y'all doing in your day-to-day life to where right. y'all actually like like each other during the day and you not just right. get to the bedroom like, okay, so you know what time it is. No, I don't. I don't know what time it is because you pissed me off all day. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There's so many different aspects of sex and just having the intimacy with it in those moments mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. playfulness. I think even on like in sessions and I don't do actual like sex coaching, but mm-hmm. it always comes up Oh yeah, and it's always like, uh, well, what changed? Well, are you waiting for your partner to do everything? Cause as women, we kind of do sit back and just go, all right, I'm the prize. Like just, I know. And I can't, it makes me day. cringe. It makes me cringe, Ariana. And unpopular opinion, if uh-huh. you're having bad sex, I believe that, I don't want to say fault, but you have a lot to play in it, right? Because either you're having bad sex and you haven't said anything about it. Right. You don't know what you want. So you have your partner doing, I like to call it the scavenger hunt without the, without the props. Like there's no paper to this game, but I want you to find all the things. That's not a thing. (laughs) Right. Like, or you are so set. You're so focused on your partner's pleasure that you're willing to sit through unsatisfactory sex just to make sure that they're good. So in all three of those instances, you can make a change, but you, if you choose not to, boo, I don't like, that's you. That's that's on you. And if right. you want something to change, something within you has got to change. Right. Do you find more people that have like shitty sex? It's because they have never found, they've never really pleasured themselves. So yes. Okay, I, I felt I felt like this because because I've always been like go masturbate like <laughs> even with yes. the, the teens like go masturbate y'all need to go and touch yourselves and people would be like what the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about and I'm like y'all don't understand you will never know how to tell somebody and I believe this you can't tell somebody what to do or expect them to know what you do you don't even know absolutely absolutely I will tell my clients because majority of my clients are women and so I will tell them you need to go look at your vulva you need to go look up inside your vagina put your fingers up there smell it taste it you need to know everything that's going on because the first person to know what's wrong shouldn't be the doctor right because it's yours you go to the doctor for that secondary support but if you are in tuned with your body you will know the minute it smells different you will know the minute that the discharge is different something's not right pH is not it's not PHA. And that's something that you should know. And I think for me going into this field, you know what? I'm I'm a certification whore. So I just like to learn. And I always assume that people know as much as me. I don't know where that comes from. But I just assume that people don't know that everyone knows the basics. So when I had my first client come to me, I mean, she was a woman of color. 
as she said, I've never looked at my vulva. I've never looked at anything. I don't know. She didn't know the anatomy. So I had to pull up in our session a picture of the anatomy and show her the places. And I really had to sit with myself and be like, Natasha, they don't know. Like, you really have to go to the basics. Because in my mind, I'm like, why wouldn't anyone look at it? But then, you know, as the more research I did and the more trainings I got, it's just, it's different. Like, if we're coming out of survival mode, the last thing that these moms and grandmas are teaching women is how to look at their vulva and make sure that it's okay. And there's that taboo about it. Like, don't touch that. That's that's all no, no. <laughs> right. Like you literally just pee and make babies. That's all you do. <laughs> and so they only knew what they knew. They could only give us what they could give us. Right. Um. My my mom didn't talk about anything sexual. Anything like we didn't even talk about a period. Like it was Ooh. like she just thought because she had one. I just knew. Uh. Yeah. Like that's how the information. But I'm a curious person. Mm-hmm. I I'm very curious. So me I I was like young with the mirror down there. Like what's what yeah I want to You know where did he come from? That's mm-hmm. the crazy thoughts in my head is like I want to see where where this mm-hmm. is coming from and it was like oh shit there's multiple holes down there yes. like, wait a minute they didn't teach me that in class you know it was like mm, wait a minute and I do find that a, a lot uh, in conversation of just of just it, in my sessions also. It's like that is a lot of it, just not being comfortable with your own body as a woman, not being comfortable with with your touching yourself or knowing yourself mm-hmm. intimately, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And then it's all put on the partner like that person should be making me feel this way. But I don't even know. So I- right. Right. There's that conundrum. And we have to recognize that our partners, if they're decent, they want to please us. So then there's that frustration factor of, well, you don't like this and you don't like that. And I'm trying all the stuff I tried with the last person because they love this. But your body is different and it's your responsibility to be aware of what you like and be comfortable enough with that person to communicate it so they can get a win, you could get a win, and everything just kind of flows how it needs to flow. Right. What about like, um, cause new babies is a huge one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> new babies in the dynamic. Women go through craziness with their body. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, bodies are just not going to snap back. Very few <laughs> women are snapping back after a baby. Mm-mm. Right. A lot of women go through that, the depression afterwards, mm-hmm. not even just postpartum depression, but the depression of the body change. And mm-hmm. it used to be, especially first babies, first babies, it's like a shocker. To oh, yeah. Back. <laughs> and then the confidence goes. Yes. And then the confidence goes. And then it's, it's not your partner's fault or problem to mm-hmm. make you feel better about the weight that you've gained or the mommy belly or any of that right. stuff. Right. But it does sabotage. And then it's like, okay, sex is 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 null and void right now. But it's not because most men I talk to, I, I, I'm always trying to give the men kudos. I'm never men, men, man bashing over here. Okay, y'all. Because they're like, she could wear fucking sweatpants and I would They don't care. Them. They don't care. Because in their mind, they like, you just brought, I just watched you bring this big girl. 
I'm about to fuck you up when we get <laughs> as soon as the six weeks are up. Yes, that was cool that you did that. You brought my little person. That's all they're they're thinking about. Right. And the woman's over here overthinking yes. and overly stressed. Mm-hmm. Now sex life is garbage. And it's like, okay, take a step back. Who's the one who really changed? Yep. You know. Yep. I've had a lot of women cry and go through the emotions and having to work through that because it's like, don't put the blame on them, you know? Yeah, there's the grief. There mm-hmm. is the grief of, because I, I had to do it. That snapback is so real. So I had my first one at 20 and the second one at 30. And the 20 body didn't do, didn't do it. Like the, the 30 body was like, girl, stop. So I went through that whole entire process of not liking my body and not believing the compliments that my partner was giving me. And, you know, once I had gone through my process and started helping women, I had to let them know, you have to grieve. This holding on to these pre, pre-baby pre clothes and right. reminiscing on the pre-baby body and I'm going to buy stuff that's this size to fit in because I'm going to get back in it. That doesn't do anything but prolong the grief. The, right. the person and the body that right. you had is no more. Even if you get back to that size, that body is different. Yeah. And you have to relearn that body and you have to relove that body. And right. I think that is what we we miss. We spend so much of those times doting on the baby and, you know, just trying to sleep and all that. It never crosses our mind. We are never that person again. And that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bittersweet. <laughs> it's a bittersweet moment because uh, yeah. you literally are a new person now. Mm-hmm. Completely. And when you get stuck in mommy mode, you forget that you need to nurture yourself, but also you need to nurture re- your relationship because now this is a brand new relationship. You will never have that relationship again, right? Like it will come once the kids are gone, but it, that's a whole different relationship because now if I haven't taken the time to get to know you throughout having kids, I don't know who this person is in my space. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know what you look like. And so there's that discomfort. And that's why a lot of people after the kids leave, it's like, we're not doing this anymore because you're a completely different person. But there's so much nurturing that has to happen in between. And I'm just that mom where I'm like, my life does not revolve around my kids because my kids are going to leave. And so I have to have like this love for myself and I have to know myself and know what I like and you know know what pleases me even outside of sex so that when they're gone the only thing that changed is they left I'm sad they're gone I love them but I'm still me at the end of the day and that's not what we're taught you know one thing that really it really grinds my gears Ariana is seeing women identify themselves as their kid like their kid's mom so when you go on Instagram and it's like Isaiah's mom and Sophia's mommy and mommy of three and I it's like watching in real time their identity disappear because and that I've been in it so I understand because you watch it like you watch your mom do it you watch everyone else do it you watch these commercials and movies about the perfect mom but no one talks about the fact that you're still a woman you're still a human you're still a whole partner 
Right. There are other aspects of your life and the sex becomes like non-existent. It becomes not a thing because my role now in this world is to be a mom. Right. I do see that. Um, you know, it it, it kind of sucks because that's the the um, you know the traditional limiting mm-hmm. I say limiting beliefs of what a mother is supposed to be. And I got looked at a lot like the horrible mom because I chose to be single after my mm. daughter's father. I was a teenage mom at that, and I went through a lot with him. And I just did not want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. It was like. No, so I shut down. And because he didn't step up to be a father, I decided if her own father could disappear and not even be there in her life, what would mm-hmm. a stranger do? That was mm-hmm. my mindset at the time. And I was in my 20s and I was just like, nope, I'm going to stay single. Mm-hmm. And then I did make time for fun. I did make time to go out. It wasn't like I was out all the time because, mm-hmm. of course, you got to work and be mom and, right. and be a single mom. But I got hit with a lot of judgment and a lot Mm -hmm. of slack because it was just like, I'm still a fucking woman. Hello, I still have needs here. Mm -hmm. I still want companionship, even though I don't trust someone enough to bring them home and play daddy. You know, I was like, um, which I've I've worked a lot through a lot of this (laughs) stuff, y'all. It was a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. but at the time, it was just like, but I still want to have fun. I still want to travel. I still want to go places. I still want to see things. And it was just like, like, you're a mom. Like, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think you're going to go? And those times where Pete, like, my family would be like, no, we can't babysit. We can't do this. And we can't. Yeah. And be like, I just need a break. Do y'all even mm-hmm. understand? Like, and, and trying to get people to understand that even though you've chosen to have these children, you still need breaks. Yeah. When they say it takes a village to raise the kids, they mean this shit. Listen, <laughs> very, very much so. But I always, the more I talk to to people, it is a, it's a jealousy, like an envy of, mm-hmm. I wish I could. I wish I had it in me to be like, I'm not cooking today. Y'all figure it out. I'm big right. on y'all figure it out. But because there is that 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 hover over that cloud over like the perfect mom does X, Y, and Z, the worst thing that could ever happen to a mom is to be called a bad mom. Right. right. To me, I'm like, eh, okay, your opinion. But for, you know, right. for some, that's like the worst thing. That's like scarlet letter calling me out my name. Cause I am perfect. And so that's what they strive for. Not realizing that that doesn't exist. And the people that you see that are able to pull that off, they have a team of people helping them pull that off or they're extremely exhausted and they drink when you're not around. I'm just joking. I don't think everybody drinks, but (laughs) I see it. Don't let them fool you. They got the wine bottles. As soon as the little fuckers go to bed, they popping out the wine bottles. Or when they're at school and all the girlfriends come over, all the stay-at-home moms, get, bring your glass with you. It's been a day. Right. <laughs> Red wine doesn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. We know. Good for the heart. I, I do feel like, because um, I was a big... The way I had a lot of trauma, so I did... My daughter, in so many ways, saved me, but it did create the codependency of mom and child. Mm -hmm. And everything was for her to make her life better. 
Um, and there was a lot of sacrifice within a lot that I wanted to do. And then when she did get older, I did go through that like, oh shit, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, and because she ended up having twin boys in, in 15. So then I became full-time grandma, which was, mm-hmm. which was crazy and rough. But then there was a time she got older and branched off and it was just like, all right, what do I do now? Because I have not established myself mm-hmm. as an adult. I've been a working mom and I go home and this is what I do. And then mm-hmm. it was like, I was faced with who the hell am I now? What am I mm-hmm. supposed to do with myself? I don't have a partner because I've chosen to stay single and just right. <laughs> do nothing. And 20 years has passed by, you know? And it's like, holy shit. What do I do? And so now that's one of my biggest things of letting people know, like, it's great to be mom of the year if you want to and be the best mom that you can be. But if you don't take care of you, you will be faced with that. And it's Mm -hmm. a harsh process to look in the mirror and not have an identity, not understand who you are, or at least the person you used to be is no more because now Mm -hmm. you're older. So the Mm -hmm. person you may even think or the mindset that you may have, which is 20 years ago, is like, well, that's not me anymore. Damn sure in my 20s. What do I do with this? Yeah. And I have quite a few clients right now who are going through that identity crisis of Mm -hmm. it's like that middle place of I want so bad to be who I used to be because that's comfortable. And I'm definitely afraid of who I'm going to be so I but I'm in the middle right now and I'm going crazy because I don't fit here anymore right nothing feels good I'm irritable I don't like the people around me anymore I don't like the stuff that I used to like what's on the other side of that though and I'm just like fuck around and find out like what's over there because (laughs) the over there's the freedom if you allow it to be over there's the freedom right over there is the desires and the cravings and and the sensuality and the femininity that you're looking for and the pleasure like all that's over there if you make the decision to do that it's really good over there but it is scary i'm not gonna sit here and say it's not scary I mean, when I got to that point, it was like, oh, now it's now it's selfish time. Now it's me time. Now Mm -hmm. it's where I actually started to jump into self-development and healing. Mm -hmm. And that began uh, my healing journey of just, okay, because I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, well, I guess let me start with my trauma. (laughs) Let me Mm -hmm. start with the boatloads of trauma that I haven't dealt with my whole fucking life Mm -hmm. and self-development. And I am somebody who loves to learn. So that just brought me into my path into tarot and into occult knowledge and into Mm -hmm. all of all of that stuff to where where I am today. But that's what started it. And just knowing, okay, I'm not who I used to be and I have no clue of who I am, but let me see where, where, where this takes me. And then I ended up within like a year, you know, retiring from my almost 11 year career to to do what I do um, full time. But it's really about surrendering Mm. and trusting that you're being pulled in the direction that you that you're supposed to go mm-hmm. and I remember when I was getting into like tarot reading tarot and things like that um, my life was changing very quickly it was right before 2020 it was in 2019 and I always I always tell us to everyone I just was like spirit if because I always wanted to help people I always had the heart I was in the medical field for almost 11 years I was like mm. I always wanted to help people but I 
had a distaste for Western medicine. I didn't believe in it anymore at the time. And I just felt we were harming people more than we were helping. I still believe that, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, there's gotta be more in alternative healing and then alternative healing opened up all of this, this stuff of spirituality, which then just became a bigger rabbit hole for me to go down and, and, and go check out. But I was just like, spirit, show me how to do this full time and you got me. Mm. Show me how to do this full time where I'm okay and I can pay my bills. You have me. I'm in. And in six months, I had made like what I was making at my day job. And I was in a career that I went to school and still paying a fucking loan on. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) let's not even let's not even go that direction. (laughs) But I, I love that. And, you know, I know how people are about woo woo and everything, but your spirituality, religion, and sex go so hand in hand. You know, yes. I am not big on religion because I I see as a therapist wh- who comes to me to undo all of that learning, how they yeah. learned about sex and how, you know, yeah. it's just for marriage and being so disconnected from their selves right. due to religion and it, it hurts me to see women struggle that way and have to do so much unlearning. Right. Now, now I'm not saying don't go to church and get your, you know, your worship on, but it's that inner knowing of what what I can take from this and what could possibly harm me if I'm just searching for something, if I'm just searching for something to believe in. And when you step into, and I'm sure you can attest to this, when you step into that spiritual realm and you just become all juicy inside and you start like paying attention to all the, the things going on in you and you know, like your intuition, there is the flow of energy that is cannot be explained. <laughs> Have you heard of kund- Kundalini? If you ain't heard of Kundalini energy, Man, it which is a powerhouse, women, women powerhouse. Okay, um, not just women, men, men can yeah. access this, but it's so beautiful because we have that, we have that power, creative center in mm-hmm. that area, right? That pelvic area that can be ignited. And whew, if you have not accessed that. I, I loved going into spirituality in my, my mom and, and, and dad were raised Catholic, but they did mm. not push us to to be Catholic children. <laughs> but they had all of the, the their beliefs, um, which are limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't talk shit about religion. I tell me you learn be what you want to be. But I do feel like religion is limiting. It's it mm-hmm. has a lot of limiting beliefs um, and it does limit you to live. This is a, an experience, right? And if we're oh, supposed yeah. to be experiencing life, why, for me, I wouldn't want to have anything in my life that hinders me or holds me back from that experience or makes me fear life. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I went through a lot of my life just fear off of death. I lost my first baby at, at 15. So there was a lot of fear mm-hmm. that I carried through my whole life, but I still managed to push myself through and, and mm-hmm. do crazy things to just say, no, we got to push through the fear. We got to... Mm-hmm not put this fear on everyone else so unfortunately in religion it's beautiful because there's so much truth in all of the religions Mm -hmm. but there's also so much bullshit because it's it's meant to keep you in a box and be fearful and be afraid Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. if you can't come back to self and understand to, to just be in that skin or feel those sensations with self mm-hmm. and even like the, the reteaching of just loving self, like, um, so I'm in, I'm quantum healer now. So going into quantum uh, level of things on, in spirituality is using a trans state of hypnosis to go in to self, to go into your higher self, to talk to higher self, right? And a lot of the, the biggest things is uh, people don't know how to access that self. We're so, mm-hmm. of course, going to everybody else, mm-hmm. which I'm happy to help people, but I teach people how to empower themselves to learn mm-hmm. this stuff. I don't want you as a client forever. It's like, I want you to right. oh, I want you to go and do your thing. Like, I don't want you to be here 10 years on the couch talking about the same shit. No. So it's pushing to go into there where they talk about our physical body speaks to us. But if you have not listened, then you'll never get the message. Mm -hmm. It just gets worse. One of the biggest things, breast cancer, right? When we look at breast cancer, breasts are the nurturing center on a woman's body. Mm -hmm. When you lack nurture within self, and sometimes this is women who are awesome mothers. Yes. They're so much into their mothering that they forget to nurture self. Mm -hmm. And then they have the lumps and they have the issues. And it's like, your body is telling you with those things like, hey, there's an issue that's mm-hmm. deeper. And there's always these deeper, there's exceptions to all the rules, but there's these deeper things to look at when you have illness and disease because the body can't speak with any other way right? besides that. But if we stay to traditional medicine or we stay to traditional aspects, it's going to be like, nope, go to the doctor. The doctor's the only one that's going to know your body. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, that is just so not true at all. They don't and know that's, what they're doing. And that's kind of, I'm also a certified yoga instructor, you all. Um, <laughs> I went into that because I was so intrigued with the sacral and the trauma held in the sacral. And I remember doing a yin yoga series with one of these yoga instructors and I was a wreck the whole day and I was like oh listen (laughs) I I cannot this is too much and then that's when I started learning about how you release it and you know when you're doing the heart you know series you're opening up and being emotional yes. and I was like y'all bamboozled me y'all yes. bamboozled me into this <laughs> because I am too open and I don't like it but once you start clearing some of that stuff out and you're just open and you know how to handle being open I always tell my clients like your energy is felt when you start doing this clearing but you also know I don't want to go back to where I was so I'm going to make damn sure that I am very intentional about what I let into this beautiful space that I have created because I spent five years getting out of this and I'm not going back and so I definitely let them know you know in this journey to being sensual and the intimacy and the pleasure be ready for more grief be ready for more loss because you know the whole you've changed you have you have changed and that's okay and there are some people that are that they can't go with you they can't go with you and so we also have to process the loss because helping them through sex we may end up finding out 
this is not a good relationship anymore. Y'all have yeah. outgrown each other. Yeah. Y'all are not compatible anymore. Y'all don't trust each other to be vulnerable enough to have these types of conversations. Right. And now there is this grief of we're done. Yeah. It's like the door is closed. So there's so much unpacking when it comes to sex and right. I want people to recognize that because when I first started, I was really disappointed at getting my first couple and we didn't talk not a lick of sex for the first three months. And I was like, I'm a sex therapist. I'm <laughs> supposed to be talking about sex. <laughs> and, you know, over the years, I just realized there's, it's not about, it's, it's not about the sex. The sex is just what brought you in the door. Right. There's so much that y'all have swept under the rug and allowed and it to happen. Up to this. Right. And but now that the sex is being affected, it's a problem. We gotta fix it. Right. So. <laughs> because a lot of people mask everything. Mm-hmm. Mask everything with passion, right? Yeah. Passion oh, yeah. is only gonna last so long. I don't mm-hmm. even in the best chemistry uh, partnerships. It's only going to last so long. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm like, I don't care if you're on a date. I tell people, stop asking favorite color. You need to ask some serious questions. Absolutely. People are so afraid to ask. And it's like, why keep going? If you want or need something, especially on a sexual basis, then I'm like, yeah, that's a no for me. Why are we going to continue? There's no need. That's- because then later <laughs> when you're creeping to go get whatever you need is going to be a problem. Right. And now we're confused. (laughs) Right. And now you're trying to pressure me into some shit or vice Mm -hmm. versa where it's like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm like, I I realized you guys that I was not as freaky. (laughs) See that term right there. I, there was a time I was like, Ooh, I'm a freak. And then it was like, no, cause some women out here eating ass and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am not that freaky. We ain't going there. I don't ever want to eat your ass. So if that's something you need and that's something that you are like on, that's on the, the board. I, I need that. I'm, I, that I can't, I can't be the one for you, boo. I can't do it. There's more women out here that will love to do it. I'm sorry. Just, we, we might as well stop talking. And I, I think people need to have those conversations. Like what, what are, what are your things that you need that you need to have? Like if there's things that you're like, man, you can't be in the closet. And I loved, I saw Closet Freak Chronicles. Chronicles, yes. <laughs> which I love the name, which is what I mean. Like you can't be in the closet because you're not going to be satisfied. There's always going to be this hidden, hidden like need for whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then on top of that, a lot of people don't realize a lot of their hidden sexual desires comes from trauma. Mm-hmm. And you haven't even worked through that. So I'm like, me dating is like, kind of like an investigator. What's your trauma? I need to know. Right. Have you even opened up the door to figure out what the hell is wrong with you and your inner shit that you got going on? Because if not- We we can't talk. We, we absolutely. I'm not absolutely. about to be a therapist. I'm not a- right. And then on even on top of that, like when you do heal, and I choose to stay with you through this, I have no clue who you about to be on the other side. What if I don't like the healed you? What if you're right. different? And right. that's not something I want. So I've invested this time, which is great. There's no time wasted. You learn a lot, but right. now you're someone completely different. Give me half healed quarter healed give me a glimpse of what you could possibly be on the other side of just 
self-awareness, self-reflection and that healing journey. Right. Right. It, it's crazy that because there's a, there's a lot of things now where when we talked about the open heart and understanding mm-hmm. I live in my heart space now. There's no guards or walls up. Right. And there was a time there was a lot of walls, a lot of walls, a lot of guards. What I realized was it was never the heart space. And this is something that, that of course, we practice, we preach and we talk about because that's the first thing people oh my oh my heart my heart I'm gonna close down no it's your it's your poor ass boundaries <laughs> your poor ass boundaries got your heart hurt so many times yeah not the heart space the heart space is doing what it should be doing but you're letting the wrong people in you should have yeah. better boundaries you didn't let 20 red flags pass by and you're still here like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Talk about that yeah but there's that fear right that fear of being alone <laughs> Yeah. Like, is this, is this, is this, should I settle? Is this all I can get? Is there anything better out there? Let me just, right. I can, I can deal with it. And th- one of the things I have my clients do, <clears throat> excuse me, and they despise me for it. One of the many things they despise me for <laughs> is, um, I make them sit by themselves mm, for yeah. two, for two weeks in between our sessions. I was like, unless it's mandatory, unless it's necessary, you got to go to work, your mama sick, something like that. Right. I need you to sit by yourself. I need you to sit at home, figure it out, be upset, cry, do what you need to do. But we're not, we're not going out to be distracted right now. And I had one class, she said, I cried for about a week and a half. But by, by a week and a half, I was actually good. And I was like, oh, I like this. And so now she's like, I want to spend more time by myself. But right. you're going to have to go through that storm because right. we spend so much time distracting ourselves and distraction is hanging out. Distraction is sex. Distraction is drinking. Distraction is eating and shopping Shopping. Mm -hmm. because there's no way I want to sit with what's going on. What's really going on in my mind? Because once you know, there is no going back and not knowing. So you either make a decision to change or you have to shut the hell up with complaining. And I think that right there the responsibility of it all is where they're like, I'm good. I don't want to know. I'm fine. I don't want to work with you no more. (laughs) Cool. Right. (laughs) Cool. Stay in the dark. I'm not mad at it. When you're ready, ready. Cause it's a lot of work and it's a lot of change. And there is no one when things don't go the way that you wanted to, that you can point the finger at, but you. Right. Right. And you know, um, and it's crazy because that's that's the biggest thing. I don't take I don't know in my session. I can't stand I don't know. So when when <laughs> someone goes I don't know, I was like, no, you do know. You mm-hmm. just going around it. And there's a really short technique that that I learned from a theta healer, which was just which I in my own sessions I learned this from her because I was at a point too where I'd be like I don't I just don't know I don't know what's coming up you know and now that you know you in your whole body is telling mm-hmm. you that you know but you're like mm, I don't know and it was just to simply take that breath close those eyes ask yourself ask your higher self that question again first thing you hear and it would be like oh, are you fucking kidding me because you can't go back no you can't now it's here now I have to fucking act now I gotta do something now I gotta work on this now 
And it's like that. That accountability is everything. And I preach accountability because you cannot heal. You cannot move forward. You cannot have the best life that you want if you cannot be accountable for your own actions that you bring. And you're the common denominator in everything that you do. So you could blame Mm -hmm. the spouse, you could blame the kids, you could blame everybody, but you're the common person here. So if my, all my relationships are shitty as hell or everything that I have going on is backfiring, what's going on with me Mm -hmm. that the energy is so off first, let me check first Mm -hmm. and see what's going on. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I hate that people feel like they got to be in relationships forever. We got sold the forever dream and as much as that sounds beautiful to be with someone for the rest of your life, that may not be in the in the cards or the plan for mm-hmm. you to be with this person for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. They may only be here for a, a, a short moment. And then that part where you change and grow, you may not grow together. Mm. And that's a rough one for people mm-hmm. to accept. They're trying to fight to keep something together. That's just like you holding on to one a fantasy that someone told you is is what you need to have. And if yeah. you don't have that, then somehow you're less than, or somehow mm-hmm. you you guys couldn't figure it out, or you're missing the keys mm-hmm. <laughs> to you know, a long lasting relationship. And it's just like no, sometimes you just who you were two years ago you just you're not that person anymore and you just grew apart and you're not going to ever be aligned and I talk about alignment a lot because I feel like Mm -hmm. you are not aligned with someone or something it's not going to work no matter what you do Mm, it'll be that head on the wall over and over and over again right absolutely just listening to you say that it's just so sad and I, I have to tell people all the time and it still doesn't feel any better when you're like it's not gonna work it's just it's not y'all are y'all are different and the more you try to force it the more frustrated the two of you are going to be because that's not where you belong anymore like it's you're going to be forced in some way to separate because that's not the space you're supposed to occupy you've outgrown that space and people don't like change you know they don't like change they don't like the pain and the healing that has to come from separating from something that you've known so long, the comfort zone. But it's clear that it's not comfortable anymore because you're not hurt anymore. Right. You have right. a new comfort zone that you have to go figure out what that is. But it's still, it's really sad. We acknowledge you all that it's really sad and it's really hard. We know. It we is. want you to do it anyway. <laughs> it is. And and I and I feel I feel for, for anyone going through that transition, you know, because I was I was a young mother who was with my baby daddy who was trying to make some forcing to make something work that just was not working, you know? Mm-hmm. And we did it for years, years of trying to make something. More of it was my ego because now when I look back and through a lot of healing and stuff, I didn't even love him. And for you to really get, because most people will be like, no, I love that person. And uh, no, no. The reality of it was my ego held on to him mm-hmm. because it was my childhood. We got together. I was 13 when we got together, mm-hmm. you know, and he was one of the guys that everybody wanted on the block. So my ego was I got him after all of the back and forth. I know I got him, you know. What did I really get? <laughs> right? 
I got a beautiful daughter. Don't don't get me wrong. I got two daughters, one pass, and I would not change either one of the situations um, because I I've learned a lot from those, especially on a spiritual level. I've learned a lot from those and just the the craziness of life and how life mm-hmm. is. And, yeah, and just going back to that, just we had a lot of karma. And this is another thing of going into the spiritual side of it is understanding your karma with people, understanding the lessons. Mm-hmm. Me and him, basically, I was able, because I do past life as a part of the quantum healing. So going through your past lives and understanding what's directly affecting you. One of the first lives that I ever saw was the one that me and him were replaying almost to the T. It just wow. was two different time, you know, air, air, um, energies. Mm-hmm. In the past life, I literally was forced to marry him when I was with him in this life. It was crazy because when we broke up and we're going through the things, it was like I was pulled back to him. And but then when I was with him, I felt so constricted, mm-hmm. so trapped. So like, why do I feel this with the person I'm supposed to love and, and mm-hmm. want in my life? And there was things even sexually, um, you guys, that I could not do without feeling a certain way. Like I would feel like I want to throw up like I'm pretty sure even to this day, like this, she never really gave me head. Like I just didn't. <laughs> it was one of those things that I would feel nauseous. I would feel sick. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back at the past life, I was forced to be. Yeah. With so mm-hmm. everything in that life, that energy seeped through on this one. And I felt that big time. And so we're sitting here trying to force something. Me and him really did. We, we didn't have same friends. We didn't, wow. uh, we liked some music, but then I started to evolve out of just hip hop and rap and R&B. Mm-hmm. So when I was getting into going to those twenties, before I hit twenties, I started listening to techno and Spanish and just opening up my catalog to new experiences. And mm-hmm. he didn't, he was still listening to gangster rap and that R&B, that was it, you know? Oh, Ariana, you changed, we got a problem. <laughs> so it was like, he would be looking at me like, why are you listening to that shit, you know? Or why are you playing that? And I was very artsy and I loved to write and music and that. And he wanted me to be a nurse, you know, like he had this idea wow. of what, yeah, he was the drug dealer that wanted me to be a nurse when. <laughs> No shade to baby daddy if he's listening to the podcast. (laughs) But it was like, does that even make sense? So y'all, yeah, my life is crazy, y'all. So it was like, you want me to go be a nurse. That's not even something I wanted to do at the time, you know? And we just had this constant, like, you know, going toe to toe. And he was a very passive man. I was an aggressive woman. It just did not go together. Like, I needed someone to come in and be like, sit down, we doing this. And it, I just never got that from him because he mm-hmm. was not that man to come in and be aggressive, you know? And I'm not saying aggressive, come beat my ass, y'all. I'm not saying that. No, like we like, <laughs> we being an alpha female, you like someone to go toe to toe and you'd be like, Right. Okay, I'm gonna challenge I'm gonna me. I'm right. Don't down. let me just say I'm. We doing this and we doing that and that's what we doing. And you right. just like okay, all right. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I needed someone to be like, hell no, we ain't doing that. Hell no, we not going there. Sit down. Let's let's let let me lead. And I just never got that from him. So it was a constant. Why are we still here? And I remember us having a conversation one time. Like, why are we even still together? Mm-hmm. 
we're trying to keep this family together because we have a child and a lot of people do that well for the kids for the kids but if you think your kids don't see you miserable arguing exactly you think they don't feel the tension you're mistaken mm-hmm Yep. hugely mistaken y'all and you t- and you're teaching them what to look forward to like what's okay right. when they get older like my mom and daddy did that all the time what are you talking about right this like, is love normal. no <laughs> no and that's what i realized like we we i don't love you like that's i'm not in love with you this has been this this relationship trying to be together and it was more of my ego of mm-hmm. it more than anything else because as soon as i started to grow up a little bit and hit those 20s it was like interesting enough that we we don't have shit in common like we are not yeah sexually we're not yeah. compatible either it was just like <laughs> once that once that prefrontal cortex fused together it was fully developed it was like uh okay yeah. <laughs> it was just like yeah no 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 and it's and it's crazy because you know everyone else i knew was they've been you know with the kids we were all like teen moms and teen relationship and mostly everybody was sticking with their people like 10 years 15 years after and i'm like y'all go ahead with your <laughs> with your situation <laughs> y'all look happy as fuck <clears throat> not <laughs> And I'd be the single one out here just living life. Living like, life. Mm-hmm. If I didn't want, if I lived, wanted to move from a state, I'd move from a state. Like, bye. Mm-hmm. I'm outro, y'all. Mm-hmm. And people would just be looking at me like, she's crazy. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Doing, doing what I want. What I, right. Whatever, wherever the wind blows, I can do that. But also people watching you saying, again, how dare she be able to do that? I want to do that and I can't do it. Like I'm here doing this and it's, you get to make the choice. Yes. People are afraid to start over and I've never been afraid to start over. Mm. Um, everyone, you know, even like when I was going into my thirties and my brothers are very like this and do this and you buy a house and that, and I'd be like, no, I'm not ready to settle down. I'm not ready to put the roots down. Mm-hmm. The house. That's, that's, that's the American dream, but that wasn't my dream. Yeah. You know, that wasn't my dream. And that's not to say not to buy a house or not to get land or any of that stuff. You guys definitely feel like you should invest, but I didn't want to invest in things that was going to keep me trapped, especially right. when I was younger. So it was mm-hmm. it, for me, I was just like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I need the freedom to, to move around. And I'm lucky enough to where I've been able to travel to different States and have different experiences. And mm-hmm. now I can be like, I really know what I like and what I don't like. So I don't, <laughs> when I retire, right. when I really retire, I'm like, I got a sense, got to be warm climate. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Cause you're just Illinois. not, not for that weather. Yeah. As a military brat, I, I understand the, the ability to move and be where you want to be. And when I first moved to Georgia and I heard that people had never, never been out of their County or never been on a plane. Right. I was like, Oh, Right. Okay. Really? Right. I've, been, I've been doing this. Like this is what we do. <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's so much, there's so much available to help us learn about ourselves. And it may not be where our feet are at this very moment, 
And so you just have to be okay with that. And also for those of you that are listening to this and like, I'm not there yet. I don't want to do that. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with that. You know, like just know that that's where you are and be okay. That's, that's fine. We're not trying to bully you. We're like, you have to be okay with where you're at in your journey. If you're not ready to be self-aware, if you're not ready to move, you have to be okay with that because those that want to support you, eventually we're going to be fine. But it's like, well, we don't want to keep hearing the same struggles and the same situations over and over again. And you know, for a fact that you're not ready to move, just be okay. And when you're ready, you're ready and you know who you can reach out to when you know it's time to move. Right. Um, How many clients do you feel like come in with their perception of my friends are doing this or my friends are saying this and that's their mindset where it's like you got all this in outer stuff telling you what you should be doing or what you should be having or how your relationship should be going. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of that where it's like, do they come oh, every, into the realization of, of, oh shit, I'm living off other people's Yes, yes. So all of them come in with all of this, especially with social media. All of them come in with this whole, this outside view and it's really, really hard for them to transition out of that because they they don't know what they want when you strip them of all of that. And then that makes them feel bad. It makes them feel sad. And they're like, you mean to tell me that I could have been living this type of life this entire time and I've stayed in this particular box Right. only because of me only because of what I've been watching and what I've been associating myself with and they do they get really really sad because there are there could be years that go by and they've been living a certain type of life and right. just by making one decision things just start to like open up for them and it's just like I wish I could have did this however many years ago I wish I would have been living this way like that makes me really sad and again there's that grief it's a lot of grief throughout this process right I call it the the and I don't call it I didn't I didn't coin this term but ego death or identity death and mm-hmm. through through my healing process I've gone through several of them I actually just went through a huge one last year because every time you get to another point of elevation, Mm-hmm. You have to leave back a version of you behind that doesn't exist no more. Yes. And she can't go with you no more. And it does feel like you are at the funeral and you are letting her go. Um, and that part of you will try to hold on because it's been there forever. It's all you know. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you work through it, you go through that process, you allow yourself um to go through it, which a lot of people don't realize depression and suicide go hand in hand with identity death. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize this is something that I definitely teach and and go into because um, you get to this point where you feel like you don't want to be here no more, but that's the transition. Mm. There's always a transition, the death and rebirth process, y'all. And it's not that you really want to kill yourself. It's not that you really want to go into um, that part. It's letting that piece of you go and allowing yourself to step into the new. And it can be harsh. Mm -hmm. It can be scary, especially if you don't know. And unfortunately, 
unfortunately, religion don't teach you that. That's mm-hmm. something I've learned on the spiritual side. That's something I've learned in walking on on a, d- a different path to understand the transition, what it looks like and what it feels like. And sometimes it's gotten really harsh, especially mm-hmm. the lower boundary woman, you know, <laughs> the woman who had worse right. Or, you know, if you let people do certain things or say certain things or you weren't speaking your truth or living your truth, right? Mm -hmm. that person has to go and you shift Um, and it's a beautiful thing once you shift Um, I've always been outspoken but never realized there was a lot of things that I wasn't speaking my truth in and Mm. it's like how could I have not seen that (laughs) how could I have not recognized it yeah (laughs) yeah hindsight's 2020 right (laughs) but you were there for a reason like there was something that you had to take away mm-hmm. from that space in order for you to get to the space to be able to see that. Right. Living intentionally and authentically. And I don't think I have reached my capacity of my true being yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm still finding her. I'm still finding pieces of her. I'm still putting um, that together. And that's the beauty of it. You know, not just getting to the end result because everybody right. wants the end result. And I'm like, the end result is death. Okay? Right. There's no end result. We've not, we're not looking for the end. <laughs> we're not there yet. Stop. <laughs> Stay on the journey. Stay on the journey. Be okay to be on the journey and just going through that. Um, it's okay not to have all of the, you know, pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, even to some of us, because I'm somebody who needs answers. I am, y'all. I'm just naturally, I want answers. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Why? Why are we doing this? Right. What What do you know? I don't, I can't do it without a, a whole why. <laughs> It's and not spirit, safe over there. <laughs> spirit normally sits me on my ass and I have no choice but to just be okay, surrender. And then I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. Because then later I'm like, oh, all the pieces fit now. Okay, that was great. You could have just told me that. Right. Didn't, I didn't have to go through all this nonsense that you took me through to get here. You could have just sent me, you could have sent me out. Right. <laughs> Right. And then they like the dreams they send. And I'm like, really? You want me to de- decode this shit? <sighs> but yeah, if you just listen, experience y'all, it'll be just one of those things that's beautiful. Um, so going back to, I think you guys, if you are not in tune with you, damn, hit Natasha up. I think you guys got to start with you. Um Ooh. Because it's not everybody else. If you start with you, self-development is everything. And when I say healing, people think, oh, well, I haven't gone through trauma. And I'm like, you'll be surprised what trauma is. Listen, listen, you got them small T's. You got them falling off of that bike 25 and, and years they're ago. Not, and it, it's like, it might be small to somebody else, but it shifted your whole reality. Right. You know, I had a lady one time and we're really good friends now. But when she was coming to me in the beginning, it was like something kept coming up that she needed to heal. And she's like, I had a good childhood. My mom and dad are, you know, we're good. And, you know, this, that, and the third. And then when we kept going in and going into that, because I, I use meditative state to go mm-hmm. in. Because y'all egos be too fucking loud to talk <laughs> to the ego. <laughs> so... She found that there was this one moment and it only happened one time. A little girl on the playground said something about her color and that shifted her whole reality because the way she felt in that moment. 
And she was like, oh shit. And wow. you know, crying just that one moment and never realized that that affected her self-worth mm-hmm. on such a huge level. And she never was able to sh- shook that. Like it just stayed with her from that moment. And it's like trauma comes in so many different ways, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm someone who's from the ghetto. So I'm like, we were raised in traumatic PTSD mm-hmm. life, <laughs> like everybody. Mm-hmm from a poor neighborhood or from the ghetto, you are walking around with trauma. You're walking around with PTSD, but we just thought this shit was normal. Right. It's not normal to hear gunshots. It's not normal, you know, to see people fighting all the time. It's not normal. Like that stuff creates stuff in your body and your nervous system, your mm-hmm. anxieties, all the shit that you got going on to know it's not normal. Get help. Mm-hmm. Yes. Find somebody <laughs> to start helping you work through this shit. You're gonna start to realize, like, whoa, wow, none of this shit is normal. Like, mm-hmm. I thought we were just going through life. There's a different life. There's it can be different. It really can. Right. Do you? Um. What is probably the biggest? Um. Kind of like problem. What is one of the biggest problems that you? that you see come through for you as far as your clients go? Um, there, there is no real trust. And this is whether I'm working with, you know, like an individual or working with a couple, they have this surface idea of how they trust and having the conversation about what they expect and what their boundaries are when dealing with other people. But it's really surface because we don't want to hurt people's feelings Mm. and in relationships sometimes you will hurt each other's feelings but there's that trust that I know you're not doing it intentionally right and I know that I can grow from this like we have to problem solve through this in order to get to the other side and so there's a lot of just like walking around on eggshells and not truly being honest about what the problem is. Like I said, you're not saying that the sex is bad because you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings. But what if all you have to do is say, you don't have to say it's bad, like, come on, verbiage. But like, what if you really sat down and had that conversation and say, you think that this thing that you do is great and it's not, I don't like it, it's not good and I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Will their ego be a little bruised? Yes. But if y'all have that level of connection and intimacy and vulnerability, they will receive it. Right. They will do what they need to do to cope and they will start talking with you with how to change. We have to be right. honest with them and be honest with ourselves. Like, right. that's the only way you're going to get what you want is to open your mouth and say exactly what it is you need. Right, right. I, I do feel like, and I, I, I hear this a lot on the end. I think a lot of women don't understand the mechanism and the mechanics of a man. <laughs> and yeah. when men are stressed and when men are going through things, mechanics ain't working sometimes the way that you want it to. There's mm-hmm. just because the way that they're affected, if they're health issues and things like that. So mm-hmm. you get a lot of women who just don't get that or not even thinking about that. Um, I haven't seen a lot of that. I think more so what I see is they aren't talking. They're just not talking. So even if there is something going on with him, he's not talking. Mm. Because nine times out of 10, his stress reliever is sex. 
that's what he believes to be his stress reliever. Right. So he's frustrated because you're not giving me what I need when I come home from a bad day or I had a bad conversation with my mom or whatever it is, that's my stress reliever. So it's like, no, you have to find another way to cope with your stress. And you also have to share what's actually going on so that your partner can be there for you. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that his energy is off and you don't want to have sex with him right now because his energy is off. And respect your no. You can say no to your partner. Right. Yeah. Energy transference is a thing, y'all. Yes. And um, yes, sex is great. And yes, you can burn calories and relieve stress, (laughs) but you also can exchange energy. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if, if people are even realizing like afterwards when they take on that and then now they're frustrated and now Mm -hmm. they're going through all of this and they don't even know why they feel the way that they do that you've just sucked in this energy you know right absolutely because there's a difference between getting it toe up and you liking it and getting it toe up because he's in a mood and now you walking away from the situation like my gosh (laughs) what the fuck just right like that's not that's not the direction I was trying to go to today and now you feel some type of violation because it was like that was a whole that was a bit much because what he came in there with was to release whatever was going on with the day not to be connected to you in that way right right I definitely feel like the the intimacy between or sex between should be about you too it should be about that connection it should be that that just i I feel like when you truly connect y'all are going to feel it in such a spiritual and crazy way that it's Mm -hmm. it's fucking um like magical and i and i hate to say it because that's cliche like no one's just having this magical sex no you could if you allow it to be that if you allow it to be that connection that heart space open Mm -hmm. true vulnerable together in this moment it ain't about all you know what i mean right it's and the stuff you will be able to manifest with that but that's a conversation for another time (laughs) another (laughs) podcast (laughs) y'all we're gonna have to bring it back and we're gonna have to bring it back for y'all and and talk about it because it it definitely can be that amazing and it definitely can open up those doors but speak up and having that just to say your needs is everything Mm -hmm. and not being afraid that's a part of uh speaking your truth uh you talked about the yoga i had did a throat chakra yoga years ago and I thought the heart chakra one was going to get me. When we were in the throat chakra, I was crying like a fucking baby. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I did not see this coming. I was right. like, but when you realize how your voice has not been heard and you don't even mm-hmm. allow yourself to speak, even in moments like this where we think, well, sex is trivial. Am I tripping? No, even with this speaking up and being truthful to what it is your needs and what it Absolutely. is that you like and don't like and if something's too rough or not rough enough or whatever's going on speaking up and saying that is speaking that truth and you'll be so surprised at how closed off we are it's mm-hmm. crazy I love the chakras and energy source that's why I love spirituality you could literally dabble in everything and see what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I have a practice where I practice multiple things. People ask, I'm like, I don't practice one anything. 
They all have beautiful points in it. They all have beautiful things that resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And I have an altar that has a bunch of goddesses from a bunch of different ethnicities, you know, mm-hmm. and they all support because I'm a divine feminine. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of divine feminine energy that supports me, goddess energy. So it's like when you tap into all of them and feel that love, you just, as a woman, you guys, it's beautiful to have mm-hmm. that that background and that kind of support energy you know coming on in but i'm still working on me i still that masculine is holding on strong ariana but i'm doing my work i'm here to tell you (laughs) so with that real quick there is nothing wrong with having so we have masculine and feminine energy i am an alpha female I am, I am a masculine as hell. Okay. But I'm a go-getter. I'm ambitious. Mm -hmm. I am. And those things ain't going nowhere. That's Mm -hmm. something because in the beginning of my path, I struggled with that. And I used to ask, and this is what gets me so irritated with the fluffy bullshit out there in spirituality. Cause you start looking at what's femininity and you get people to say, dress and put on makeup and that'll make you feel more like a woman. And it's just like, are you fucking what? You know, I was the little girl in a dress running around in mud. Like, mm, <laughs> only that's gonna change anything. So it's embracing, it's embracing that. But the trick of tapping into the femininity is just also allowing yourself to receive. Receive. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. Mm. Mm. So that's the part that I still work on because mm-hmm. I am a natural go, 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 do, do, get it. You know, I got a million things that I'm doing, which I've cut a lot of things out of my schedule, um, only to put more things on my schedule, y'all. It's just who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I do have the time now where I sit, but yoga is a great one of just being mm-hmm. and receiving and not mm-hmm. doing, you know, and Absolutely. still being able to, because the masculine, the, the force of a masculine is great because you mm-hmm. get shit done. A lot oh, of people man. have that. <laughs> Listen, right. And so, yeah, you know, I've, I've definitely sitting out in my driveway in the sun is my way of being. Yeah. I can Love sit it. there for, well, right now I can sit there when it gets hot as fuck I'm not going to be sitting out there yeah, but no. like that's my you know I've even gone out there and I'd be like hey son you've been waiting for me I'm coming right. I'm to hang out with you and that's my way of just being and not doing anything and it took me a long time to be okay to do that and realize an hour has passed and I've just been sitting in the sun right. and it's like no that's that is okay right. you know or asking for help that's oh, yeah. like the biggest receiver of everything and I've been working on that as well because can't nobody do it like I can do it but (laughs) I'm I'm still working on that one okay I I haven't mastered that I I am a firm believer that that is not one I will master and it will always be something that I'm gonna have to work at and it's fine I'm okay with that I'm aware and I'm okay Yeah, I yeah, that's a hard one. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, that's a hard one. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna get there. I still got messages like not even a day ago, was like let people help you, and it's like mm. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, spirits, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know how many hands I want in my cookie jar. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent understand you on so many levels. Yep. <laughs> so there's some things, y'all, that 
even even I, I never claim to be perfect. I hate the gurus, <laughs> the gurus and specialists that are out here pretending to be perfect. That's never something that I'm going to do. I'm still a work in progress. Also, there's just some things that have worked that have mm-hmm. changed my life and, you know, choosing to use your voice, which I love your podcast. I want to say that because I was just saying this to someone else. There's not enough women out here that are doing the damn thing far as podcasts go. In the beginning, when I researched Ooh. podcasts, most of the big ones were drama, bullshit. Ooh. You know, the bullshit. Y'all Ooh. know the bullshit. I say real women, okay, have fought and struggled to get away from, to mm-hmm. make a, our mark in this world. Because if you really come for empowerment and change, everything is not going to be drama, bullshit, and clickbait. Mm, I yes. you on your Thank content because there Thank is not you. a lot of women um, out there that are able to push and produce um, content that really is changing, that really can change. If you listen, if you open up to it, most of it is a lot of bullshit out there. I know. Or y'all out here learning about money. <laughs> and, it, it's, and it's not a bad thing to learn about money, but if you don't first fix your relationship with money, I don't care all the tips and tricks that you learn about is not going to help you. Mm-hmm. If you still are impulse shopping with your money because of your issues and trauma from because a child. You're not healing. Exactly. <laughs> it's everything literally starts with you. Everything. Like if we wanted to sit here, go through every aspect of life, it will always come back and point oh. to you. It, it will. It definitely will. So it's like, I don't care how many classes you go through. It's not going to mean, it don't mean shit if you still have a lack mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm just leave it there. That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. What, um, I know we got to wrap it up. We're at, or a little over uh, the hour. What do you want to leave the listeners with? Just be... I think that's a really good one. I know that's really hard and that's really open-ended and really broad to say, but it's not your responsibility as a woman, no matter how many messages that say it, to constantly be out here moving and shaking and changing the world in the name of someone else. You change the world by just taking a nap. The end. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Like real shit. <laughs> like it just it is. The littlest, littlest things make huge impact. Like the the rock, you know, the rock being tossed on the mm-hmm. like those ripples turn into waves. Oh, and yes. We we might not think that we're doing something, y'all, but we are definitely doing something. Look at this powerful podcast today, which yeah. I love that you uh came on. Thank you so much. Thank for you for having me. Let's end this show. We definitely gotta do this again. Yes, we do. There's so many ways that we could go. Yeah, uh, on and on and on and on. Uh, so <laughs> we will definitely, I will definitely get her back, you guys. And we will bring more real as content because that's that's what we do here. So um, as always, you guys, I'm going to send you so much love. I'm going to have her links in the description. So definitely go and show her some love. Go listen to her podcast. Um, and I'll have her website. Um, yeah, your website, your podcast down mm-hmm. there. So you guys will be able to access that information in the description. So sending you so much love, so much light until next time. Bye. Bye.